Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, what's up, you guys? Jeff Cohn here again with another episode of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders, broker owners, thought leaders, influencers, speakers, authors from across the country. Today, we have a very special guest. I shared a stage with her very recently at the Todd Duncan Summit, and her name is Mrs. Lee Brown. Lee, welcome. Jeff, what's up? Thank you for having me on the podcast. You know, a dirty little secret that a lot of people don't know about when we're getting onto these podcasts is we usually will spend 15, 20 minutes, maybe sometimes accidentally more than an hour chatting it up prior to the podcast launching. So I always want to reference all those things. And I think we should offer some type of admission to the pre-show. I think our listeners would have really enjoyed our conversation the last little while. I think you should. That will be your VIP listeners and they could go to patreon.com and give you like five bucks or something for that. I and mean, then you could donate it to Habitat for Humanity in Omaha or something. Well, no, RPAC is an investment. And so that's a different thing altogether. Oh, okay. Okay. So excited to have you here. Um, we've got lots to cover in a very short amount of time. We try to keep these about 20 minutes. So everyone driving into work can have you listen to this entire thing prior to getting in and or home or wherever you're going or working out or whatever you're doing. Um, what I was most impressed by Lee, as I have gotten to know her better and watched her business grow, is that she is not scared to share her mind. So she's going to do that with us today. She's written three books, and they're all very popular. Lee, I'm going to have you talk about that today so that our listeners can go out and buy a copy and implement the strategies that you talk about. Uh, her social media presence is awesome. It's on point. Her podcast, awesome, on point. Everything she's doing, I would say, is how we should be doing it. So if, if you haven't had an opportunity yet to go check out what she's got going on, I'm sure you will share with us today exactly how we can get in touch with you. But first and foremost, Lee, what are your superpowers? Why should we listen to you? What can we gain from the next 20-minute conversation? Well, first of all, I'm just going to have to carry you around in my hip pocket so you can say nice things all the time because that's actually one of the superpowers that we don't acknowledge is other people have to build us up. And in real estate, we tend to build ourselves up instead of letting other people say nice things about us, which is probably why y'all suck at getting reviews because you're too busy saying, hey, tell everybody how great I am <laughs> instead of, hey, did I do anything decent for you and, and think about changing the conversation? Because that is one of my superpowers. I'm very good at wordsmithing and at taking the power of language to impact the buyers and sellers with whom I work or the agents that I want to give an opportunity to grow or the greater community at large. And when I think about those language things and what they impact, that's where my other superpower comes in. My clients nicknamed me during the Great Recession, the no bullshit agent. So I am known as the no bullshit agent. People call me when they want a straight answer which means I'm really fortunate because when my phone rings, it's people who just say, I need book and I give X and then we're good and we move on. I don't get the people who kick tires and want to waste my time. And all of those things come from knowing who you are, which I think is the biggest challenge for brokers in real estate, for sales agents, for teams, team members. They've lost a little bit of sight on their unique 
thing that they bring to the market, whether it's the negotiating or the marketing or their likability factor. And mm -hmm. that's what they have to focus on to have a business for the future. I 100% agree. Let me share with the audience a quote from you. Get ready. In order to be successful in sales, you have to do one thing before anything else every single day. And that is to get the hell out of your own way. And what is the best way to do that? It's to reconnect with your why. See, and there's my why. See on my phone, if they're looking at the video, that's my two kids. My daughter's 15. She picked out this picture because that's when she thinks she was last cute because she's, you know, 15. <laughs> but the things that I do have to do with my family, my husband, my kids, and you have to have some kind of a grounding in this business because too many realtors chase money. And money ain't your why, Jeff. And you ego. know this. It is an money and ego, baby. Ah, it's an angry little mistress and she ain't never happy and she mm -hmm. never looks good either. So that's where I start with my phone. But you want to reconnect with why you do this business? Well, you can't reconnect with it till you know what it is. And why'd y'all get in real estate? To make a lot of money? Yes. But then you found that you have to spend a lot to make a lot and it's really inconsistent. And then you say, no, no, no. I got in because I love houses and I love people. Then you dealt with one client. You're like, oh, I don't love people anymore. <laughs> houses are terrible. Or you want those flexible hours so you can pick the kids up from school and have weekends free. And you find out you're working 16, 18, 20 hours a day because you're fighting in a low inventory environment for multiple offers. Yep. You can't find a listing. And so your time is stretched really thin. So why do you do real estate? And you realize it has nothing to do with the money nothing to do with the clients and everything to do with what you bring to the table, which I can boil that down for realtors in three words. You know what you are as a realtor, Jeff? You Go. are a professional problem solver. Mm -hmm. And the sooner you realize that and you realize that the reason you do real estate is because you really get your jollies out of solving something. You're like, yeah, we won, got the appraisal. I did it. Oh, I know what to do with that fungal growth in the crawl space. We win. And you totally get jazzed when you solve things. But the word professional's got to be involved in there because you're supposed to get paid for what you do. And I really don't know why realtors are so afraid to say I'm worth what I charge because the really good realtors are worth their weight in gold. Mm -hmm. Nope, 100% agree. I know the challenge for most and the controversial challenge I give to audiences across the country when I go and speak, and I know Lee, you're a huge speaker as well, is to focus on not selling real estate not working with clients and focus on building a business that can scale. And I know you're a thought leader and a teacher and a lot of people look up to you and you've poured your heart and soul into agents in the agent community to make agents stronger. And I think too often because we're ego focused and we're responding to the endorphins that we get by solving other people's problems, we don't stop to ask ourselves, where could we create the greatest impact and influence? And to me, it's in leadership. It's in podcasting. It's in authoring. It's in doing things exactly like what we're doing right now to change people's mindsets. So for everybody listening, that's at whatever level they're at, and they're wanting to go to the next level. How did you become how you are? What were some of the steps you took to kind of change your mindset around the relationship you have with the consumer? And now you just launched a brokerage. You're a broker owner of your own brokerage. Um, you moved away from, I believe, Remax to start your own indie. Is that right? That is correct. After 20 years. So you can move no matter how long you've been. Congratulations. Business. Of course. Congrats. That's awesome. So it's interesting that we are so egotistical and I'm number one and I'm a 20 year realtor, right? So the biggest mistake I made in the business was the first nine years of my career. It was all about me. I wanted to be number one. I was the most selfish realtor you've ever met. I just wanted to be number one in Charlotte. 
I got there. I was crushing it. How many signs can I get in yards? How many buyers can I sell? And I was transactionally focused. And it was crush, 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 crush. Didn't like any other realtor. Didn't want to be around any other realtor. In fact, I was that person. Does this sound familiar to our listeners? Is this sounding familiar to everybody else? Somebody out there is saying, oh yeah, nothing wrong with that, Lee. You go girl, you get it. Yeah, but when you are looking at the other realtors like they don't matter, you've totally forgotten that we're in a really symbiotic business and you're in Omaha and I'm in Charlotte and we're in large markets and we deal with the same agents over and over. It's so funny in a big market. Mm -hmm. We're continually in competitive situations and co-transactions with other people. If you don't slow down enough to see them as humans and how you can elevate your colleagues, you are hamstringing your business for the long term. And my business got so big and I'm so stressed out all the time and me making all the money, didn't have time to enjoy it. But also my team, I'm I'm growing a team because I got to scale my business. I demanded nothing less than perfection plus 10 from all of them. And if they screwed up, I came unglued. I was an unhinged, angry beast about how dare they harm my name and how dare they harm the business. And then in 2009, what changed my world forever, I got introduced to Dan Sullivan at Strategic Coach, and he's coached more entrepreneurs than anybody else in the world. It was my friend Jason O'Neill in Indianapolis. He'd be a good one to have on your show, by the way. Jason's awesome. He introduced me to this coaching program. And Dan's whole thing is as an entrepreneur who's running a business that's highly successful, you think everybody else is wired like you. And those of y'all that are listening to this podcast, you're different than the other agents in your market because you're focused on something more. A lot of them are just focused on, eh, I'll sell my neighbor's house. I'm cool. Just the fact that they hear you saying this right now has placed them in the 99th percentile of other agents in their marketplace. Just the fact that they heard you say it. So you're in the 1%, right? You're elevated. And so we have different problems. You have hiring problems. You have management problems. You have marketing problems. You have P&L problems, whereas other agents have a contract problem. So you start looking at it differently and you realize that you're holding other people to an unreasonable expectation. And that allowed me to look at my team and say, man, they're not the entrepreneur. That's not what they're here for. They're here to make a living and to have a good environment. So I had to bring myself back a notch and realize that if I would look at my market as how I can make other realtors better. I can make my team more successful. I would be a better human. And so I will tell you, Jeff, 11 years after I made that switch, I am a far less selfish person. I know that my outlook has expanded. The way I'm perceived in my market has changed. And it all came from just that realization that the money was never going to be a good end goal. And yep. make less now than I did then. I've traded some of the production for quality of life and to have a chance to impact other people. I'll take that trade all day long because I, I love the remarks I get from people. They're like, I took your idea. I implemented it. My business is better. Thank you. I'll take that all day long over another sale. But if they yep. really want a hard thing to do for their business, this is it. This is the one thing that took me from $5 million a year to $75 million. It was getting super consistent and organized. This is my buyer intake sheet. This is my seller intake sheet, blue for buyers, yellow for sellers. And I got super consistent. Somebody calls in, may I ask you a few questions? I'm in uber professional mode, just like a triage nurse at the hospital, just like the attorney's assistant who's doing the intakes for the consultation. And once I got consistent, my business expanded. Mm-hmm. But also this is about taking it away from, it's not about me that they've called. I've got to find out about 
them and you shift that mindset and that focus, big old multiplier effect. Servicing the client, not serving yeah. ourselves. Yeah, yeah where they want to be served. Kind of a big mindset shift, isn't it? Look at our Instagram shit that we put out there in real estate. Oh, I sold this house in five minutes with 800 offers. What are you doing? Right. You basically just told the market that you're not valuable because it sold so fast. The seller could have done it. But also, you're kind of being an ass because you forget the seller's the one that went through six months of upgrades and repairs. They're the one that went through having buyers through their house while they're COVID nervous. They went mm-hmm. through a thousand showings of a revolving door, but you sat there on Instagram and acted like you were magical. What are you people doing? Right. So I went through the same process as you, very similar. I was in the business six years and then decided to launch the team, recognized it wasn't about ones and zeros in the bank account. Obviously, I wanted the freedom. That's what money was going to provide to me, but it wasn't making me happy and it won't make anyone listening happy. You obviously need enough to cover your expenses and live your life. Nobody can test that. But the thing that's truly going to make you happy at the end of your life, in my opinion, and what I've learned by researching hundreds, if not thousands of people's lives, is the impact and influence you have on others, including your family primarily, your extended family, your friends, and then the entire national community that we serve by being authors, being public speakers, being podcasters. And that is exciting to me. To your point, Lee, you literally teach somebody something and they come back to you five years later and say, I don't know if you knew this, but I was at the, you know, I went to the little board, a meeting and you were her speaker that day and you said, I didn't have to sell and I should grow a team. And five years later, they're the number four team in the city. And because of that one little speech, it impacted their life. And that's what gets me jazzed up as well. And I know a lot of our listeners share in that same mindset. So for somebody that's in the middle of making the shift, you gave one example in regards to your input sheets for both buyers, sellers, which I know is awesome to have something, a process like that, either electronically, or I think you shared an analog solution to doing that. And that's fine. Um, What are some other big gives that you can provide to the listeners today as to how do you segue from getting all the recognition and being the rock star on a stage to kind of taking a step out of the light so that you can focus on building up the people around you? I mean, you just have to make a decision. Real estate's full of burnout. And I think it's one of the biggest things we don't talk about in this business. And you worked so hard. It's so funny. The first couple of years in the business, please, Jesus, make the phone ring and it rings and you're so excited. And then you get super busy and you're like, Jesus, please make the phone stop ringing. And you have confused the Lord. That's a real problem. But you get to this point where your phone rings and if your stomach hurts, and you're like, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't, I don't have the bandwidth for anybody else. I, I know how to do it. And you've gotten so robotic about the mechanics of the business, but because the business right now is insane, with the number of offers you have to write and the way sellers think their houses are dipped in gold, you're carrying other people's burdens. It's just so much. Money is just, you're going to hit a point. And those of y'all are like, Lee, I'm not there yet. And you're crazy because I need all the money. You don't. And I can't tell you how many top producers I have met who have nothing left at the end of the year because they don't watch their bottom line. So the biggest thing I tell my agents is, and I tell my coaching clients the same thing, you need four bank accounts. And so your commission check comes in, start breaking it up into a business account, a personal account, a tax account, and a tithe account. And if you're not a believer, I'll introduce you. But if you're not really ready for that, give it to a nonprofit, a food shelter. Charitable account. Do something bigger with it. Let the money go forth. And when you start looking at that, you're going to start to come back a little bit and say, all right, I got to focus on smart spending for my business, smart spending for my family, make sure taxes are paid and make sure I can give back because that's when you start to really experience the multiplier and you realize that the money itself will do all the things you allow it to do. 
And why do I say that? It sounds really mushy for somebody who's at a growth place in their business, but y'all, this business is so hard and so demanding. And so if you're going to scale your team and you're going to add agents and you're going to add admins, you're going to give them opportunity. What are you giving to them? Giving them leads is not giving them opportunity. But if you give them leads and you teach them how to create four bank accounts and run a business, you're giving them a sustainable life. You're giving them the chance to expand and grow and maybe be a team leader one day themselves. And that's why you became a team leader or a brokerage owner, hopefully, is because you know the mechanics of real estate and you want to be expansive about that. So that means you have to stop looking at yourself. You're not going to be able to be expansive for other people if your only goal is to make more money. The money will find you. That was the number one thing my dad told me when I got into real estate because he got his license in 1978. He always said, if you do the right thing by people, the money will find you. I love that. In my first nine years, of course, I was still panicked. The money hadn't found me yet. And so I'm chase, 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 chase. Finally realized my bank accounts are full, but all I'm doing is chasing. That's just not enough. And so you, you pull back a little bit and you start focusing on volunteering. I do a lot of volunteering with the association. I do a lot of speaking and teaching and the money finds me and, mm -hmm. it, and it all works out. You I have to it. have a little bit of faith and a little bit of ability to look at the, the bigger picture of our profession because we are the, yep. the driver of the economic engine right now. And so if you're a broker or a team leader, you realize that when you hire somebody and give them the skills and tools to go impact your community, you're driving the economic engine for where you live. It's a little bigger than just selling yep. a house and you've got to think about it and look at it and say, holy shit, I'm kind of a big deal. Now, what do I do with that responsibility? Because it's a responsibility. Right. One of my favorite quotes is true leaders serve their followers by giving them the ability, teaching them, motivating them, inspiring them, training them, and holding them accountable to becoming just like them, which is exactly what you're talking about. This has been an awesome podcast up to this point. I do want to invite our listeners, if you haven't already, go out and review us on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. We just surpassed 100 not too long ago. We're going for 1,000 by the end of 2020, and I'll keep saying that until we hit it. So 2021, 1,000 by the end of 2021. But go out if you haven't. Give us five-star and give a shout-out to Lee Brown. She's brought some awesome content today. I have one more awesome question for her, um, but I, I do really appreciate you coming on the show today. Lee, how does someone get in contact with you if they want to reach out or just give you a shout out personally? So I'm all over the socials. If you just look for Lee Brown, Lee Thomas Brown, you'll pretty much recognize me. I'm not the Australian rugby player. So he's the other big Lee Brown on social media. He's kind of a big deal, but you can go to LeeBrown.com. All my coaching information is there. All of my online university soup to nuts, my books, all the stuff. But my, my best project that I love is called Speaker Bootcamp, where I give other realtors, team leaders, brokers, anybody in the business who wants to find out how to get into the space you and I are in. Mm -hmm. We have the chance to have the microphone and give our knowledge back to the profession at large. I give you everything you need to know to go forth and make that happen. So I'm trying to really scale by replacing myself. It's my favorite project. That's but awesome. in addition, I also sell houses in Concord and Charlotte. I'm glad to have your referrals. And so it's a lot of different irons in the fire, but that's what entrepreneurs do. We keep creating new opportunities to build other people up. Perfectly said. Last question. What's the most awkward moment you've gotten yourself in because of your outgoing personality? Oh, well, I have athlete's tongue. I put my foot in my mouth on a regular basis. And of course, I've run for office twice. So I'm very out of the closet with my political beliefs and my thoughts, which is there's no other 
place to be more awkward than if you are running for office because everything you have and are is under a microscope. Yep. And you find it having to defend yourself against things you didn't expect. But I mean, there's probably one million zillion moments for things I've said out loud that are accidental and you know, my accent lets me get away with a lot of them. I will say probably the most awkward one was, you know, I'm a Southerner and I'm a history nerd. I love history. Currently I'm dug into World War One, but I've done a lot of research on World War II. You and I talked about our grandpas before yep. the show. And the Civil War, of course, is an active living thing when you're anywhere around here because of the whole ancestry piece. And if you're not from the South, you don't know that the Civil War is primarily a big genealogy project. It's just kind of cool to watch the branches yep. move. Well, as a result, I go to battlefields, take the kids. We talk history and battles and all these interesting things. My husband is a Yankee, so there's always a but your side one kind of a comment going on. It's great fun. But I take pictures of monuments. And during, um, I don't know, a couple of months ago, there was somebody pulled a picture from social media where I'd taken a picture with a monument and they're calling me a racist and all kinds of things. I'm like, Jeez. it's really, it's awkward and uncomfortable because it's not true. And for me, I'm like, I really wish you understood that the depth of history is to teach us ways that we weren't great before and we can continue to grow and get better. And I'm always a student of myself, right? How can I make myself better, do a better job for community, do a better job for clients and for where I live? And part of that is learning that other people aren't going to love you and like you and they're going to look for the worst in you. So and sometimes okay the awkward moments remind you of things. Yeah. And and I'm okay with being Southern. I'm okay with being a history nerd. And I'm actually okay with the fact that somebody's that nasty to me because that's a reflection of him and not me. Yep. So I take awkward moments as a chance to grow and learn. And Perfect. I love that mindset. Not everyone's going to love you. A lot of realtors want everyone to love them because we're a lot of, a lot of us are high eyes and it's okay if people don't love you. It's just because they're not like you and that's okay if they don't like you as well. So There's my a button, Southern story, a for every saddle, Jeff. That's there you go. Exactly. My Southern story will end on this. No one's heard this before. This is the first time I've shared it to my knowledge. Um, I, I went out and visited a hundred of the top teams across the country back in 2011, 2012, and 2013. And I took my operations manager along with me, Kevin McGowan, and we decided to go visit Mr. Bob Sokoler. I always say his last name. I'm sorry, oh, Bob. I love Bob in Louisville. In Louisville. Okay. There is a town just outside of Omaha called Louisville. Spelled the same. So when I rolled in to Louisville, Kentucky, I said, hey, are we by chance in Louisville? I'm surprised they let you in. Oh, they, 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 it was, I offended people. They're, they, the streets were offended. I'm not even kidding you. You should have seen the faces. And I've learned to that day, this day. It is Louisville. Try to enunciate as poorly as possible and let your lips just kind of do their thing. It is not Louisville. So that's my funny Southern story. Okay. That's kind of awesome and hilarious. <laughs> that reminds me, I should call Bob and check on him. So thanks for that reminder. Yeah, Bob, there's a little shout out for you on the podcast today. Lee, you were an amazing guest. Thank you so much for being you, um, changing the industry, being willing to speak your mind and what you believe in. And I 100% align with everything you said today about authenticity and getting out of our own way and getting the egotistical agent out of the, the business altogether. Let's serve the consumer. Let's serve the agent. Let's get back to what it should be. Let's not worry about the dollar sign on every transaction. Let's worry about changing people's lives. We can do that. And we do do that. And we need to acknowledge it, embrace it, grow it, and bring somebody else behind you guys. Make sure you're replacing yourself 
and look around your office, look around your team. Does it reflect the community where you live? If it doesn't, open the door a little bit wider. Whoa, whoa, whoa.